Hey guys, welcome to ChirpCast. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. Do you journal? Are you a top-notch journaler every day up at the crack of dawn with your hot cup of joe and pen in hand? Well, I am not. In fact, uh, I am not exactly the one who can even keep track of a journal for more than three days. I have journals scattered throughout my house that I like to write things down in when I remember something or if I want to write a poem or a word that I have found interesting. Uh, In case you don't know, I'm a little bit of a word junkie. So that's something I do. Um, People who can keep journals are really amazing people to me, honestly, because that is a form of self-discipline that I have not mastered yet. And I've tried over the years. Honestly, I have. But it just doesn't seem to come very easily to me. Uh, I know one person actually who has been journaling for the better part of her entire life. And she has decades of journals that she keeps tucked under her bed. And I think that's kind of cool because she can go back and look and see where she was, what was happening in her life. There are some days that I absolutely would love to forget about. And so maybe journaling isn't just something that I should do. But I can tell you that one of the things that I like to do, like I said, is word studies because I love words. And I came across a journal that had a word study in it. And I just thought it was pretty fascinating. So I thought I'd share it with you today. The word is pronounced yud, and it's a Hebrew word that basically means the little that holds a lot. So it's pretty much the mark that a pen makes the second the pen touches the paper. And every Hebrew word can be created with this tiny character. I think that is just pretty interesting because... Oftentimes, um, even in trying to write out something for my blog, I can just sit there and my pen kind of sits on the paper. And what happens when you do that? The ink just sort of flows out of the pen onto the paper and into a blob. It doesn't create anything. It doesn't look like anything. It's just wasted ink on paper. Um, sometimes several sheets of paper, depending on how long my mind tends to wander. And so I wrote this little word down. And the thing that came to mind when I was kind of putting some thoughts together for the chirp cast this time is that the yud is the possibility. It is kind of like for me, you know, you write something out and then you put dot, dot, dot. That's sort of how I feel about this word. It's the wonder of what could be. It's sort of like the cliffhanger, but it's also the beginning of something. There is a scripture and it's Psalm 33, 6, and it goes like this. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. Whenever I think about something like that, it blows my mind, honestly, because all I can think about is how amazing and powerful just the word of God is. Like he spoke and the world came to existence. Does that blow your mind? I don't know, maybe not. But for me and my small little brain, it makes me think how incredibly creative and powerful and passionate about the craft of creating us was for God. Just the breath of his 
word. And I, I'm just, I'm in awe of how he puts things together in life and how he can stitch life together to make something out of nothing. There's a whole entire um, story actually in the Bible that I think is really cool and worth sharing. And it's in the book of Ezekiel um, and it starts in chapter 37. And basically God brings Ezekiel to a valley of dry bones in a dreamlike vision. And he's commanded to carry a prophecy and the bones, once he he proclaims this prophecy, something happens to these bones. And the really cool thing is that God speaks to him and he asks him a question. Basically, he says, Ezekiel, do you think that these bones can live? And Ezekiel's probably a little bit confused looking at literally a valley of dry bones. It's not like they're just people who have, you know, recently passed away, this is like whitewashed, dead, brittle, dried up bones. Skeletons. There is nothing on them. No meat. <laughs> they have been picked clean. And they're just kind of laying there. And when God asks Ezekiel this question, can these bones live? Ezekiel's answer is actually pretty awesome because it speaks more about who he believes God is than, and less about who he is. And he says, Lord, only you know. I have had so many moments in my life when I thought, there is no way this situation can get better. There's no way it's going to fix itself. I've hit a brick wall. I've come to the edge of a cliff. And I feel like God has asked me in those moments, can these bones be put back together? Can this situation be fixed? And oftentimes my answer is less than stellar because I'm not like Ezekiel. <laughs> um, my reply to God in that moment tends to be, uh, no way. <laughs> it's not going to work out. It's going to be really painful. There's going to be a lot of scars. There's going to be a lot of bumps in the road. You know, I tend to, to lean towards that negative side. And I've said that before. I, I don't like that about myself, that I, I find myself falling into that negative category more so than the positive category that says trust in God. My husband preached on Sunday for our church video, and he said, you have to change your thought process. You have to look towards the positive. You have to be able to understand that God can do all things. God can continue to provide through whatever situation we're going in. And I think that's so true because oftentimes we find ourselves in valleys of dry bones. You know, I, I don't know what your dry bones situation is right now. Maybe it's finances. Uh, maybe it is health. Maybe it's your job situation or... Maybe you're just kind of going crazy with the people that you live with. But the cool thing is that God is always there to ask the question. And I love that he did, that he just asked the question. He didn't tell Ezekiel, just say this one little phrase and everything's going to work out well. He asked the question. And I think honestly, part of that is God asking us the same question. Do you believe? Do you have faith? Do you really believe that this situation, whatever it is, can change? And maybe you are an optimist and maybe you're a pessimist. I don't know. But being able to totally trust in God and say, God, only you know how this situation is going to work out. 
only God knows. And so if you continue reading through what happens, um, it says that as soon as God commands these bones, they connect into human figures, and then they become covered with flesh and skin. And God is fixing this, what seems to be a completely dead and horrible and terrible situation. God has completely all of a sudden fixed it. Now, I understand not every situation is going to be fixed overnight. I've been in plenty of situations myself that not only have I been subject to because of other people's decisions in life, but also because of my own situations and my own choices that I've put myself in. And it can be so difficult to look for the hope, to look for the positive, the silver lining, if you will, in the situations that we might find ourselves in currently. It can be so difficult, but whenever we understand that God is the one who we can turn to no matter what the situation is, no matter how far we have stepped away from him, no matter how far we feel like we've kind of pulled back from him, he's always there. He's not going to abandon us. He's not going to just let us do our own thing without some sort of reach out without sending a friend our way, without letting you accidentally listen to a podcast maybe that has a little bit of encouragement where God can speak to your heart and he can say, do you think that these bones can live? So whatever situation you're facing today, I hope that you are encouraged to know that even death is not the end. I, I love that God can even take something that seems like it is so dead. Something I had written in my journal was, when we see dusty, dry death, God sees a way to show off his mighty power. And that's absolutely true. No matter what it seems like to us, God always has the last word. Uh, recently, my mom went to the uh, store and she picked out a plant, um, a hydrangea actually, And I believe it was in the clearance section of the plants because it was barely clinging to life. (laughs) It looked pretty pathetic. Like, you know, it was one of those plants you would see and you'd be like, I don't care that it's $1.98. I'm going to keep walking. And she saw this plant and she thought, you know what? Let's see what happens. So she takes this plant home. Um, She cares for it. She plants it in a really nice shady spot in her front yard. She tenderly waters it, you know, and she even (laughs) joked with me through text saying that, you know, she was praying for this plant. And I laughed because that's totally my mom. And yesterday I went by her house and as I'm walking up to the front door, there is a beautiful light blue hydrangea flower that is growing on this plant. And That's exactly what God does. He takes things that look like they're dead and forgotten and sort of pushed away and he tenderly cares for them. He cares for these things in our lives that we feel like are so dead and he can love it back to life. And I honestly feel like that's what God wants to do for you today. He wants to love you back to life. Luke 178, and this is the last thing I want to leave you with, is a scripture that says, Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. I really hope that you're encouraged today. I hope that you understand that you are loved by an amazing, patient, 
powerful, passionate God. If you'd like just a little bit more of the wit and wisdom that I have to impart, feel free to read my blog at freebirdwords.wordpress.com. Or you can continue listening to ChirpCast on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Have a great day. Thank you.